So, hey, Turkey Hill, if you're listening, we very much still are open for uh, opportunistic. Um, We're bottom feeders. We need money. We we love your drink. I'm just kidding. No, uh, we do love your drinks. The Turkey, dude. Objectively Turkey speaking, Hill, delicious. Turkey Hill has been a fixture of this show for five episodes. It has been. And let me tell you, without the Turkey Hill on this table right now, I'd be very parched. I I not only would be parched, I'd be out of it. I'd be flat as a pancake. Yeah. I would have no energy. I would not. I'll tell you, John, I would not be into the podcast if not for Turkey Hill. Diet green tea, new bottle, same great taste with ginseng and honey. I drink so much of this. I hope that like... There's no like scandal that comes out. It's like contaminated Turkey Hill recall. Well, I literally drink probably like a gallon every two days of this stuff. Bro, do you remember um, Arizona iced tea? Yeah. They found urine in the iced tea. Wow. Did you know this? Was This is a fact. You can Google this. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was fabulous. I, I don't know what they I did don't know. To I it. love that. Arizona. I, that was a, as a kid, 99 cents. Oh my God. The greatest thing ever. Well, you got... You know what I really hated? It still is 99 cents, I think. It still is 99 cents. What I really hated was you'd get a big one in the summer, right? Like, how big is it? The, the big cans? The you want to find out? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, that was as easy as pearl necklace. Come on. I mean. Well, Jack definitely gave her a pearl necklace. I mean, let's just probably, be adults yeah. about it. I mean, if he drew her, he's going to pearl necklace. It's I mean, that's, another form of drawing, technically. I mean, he pretty much said where the, that, he made the innuendo. Like, if you go back and watch the mm. film, he pretty much said, I want you to have this pearl necklace. Correct. What was that? What were you saying? Oh, so Turkey Hill Diet Green Tea. Um, if you're listening out there, it's got five calories. Isn't that delicious? It's amazing. I mean, that's amazing that they pack that's five calories. something cal- so good has like five calories. You know, what's, you know what's even better about it? They don't have bullshit catchphrases like tastification. Oh, yeah. You know what you I mean? Remember, I didn't yeah. care for that. Yeah. I, I was like, don't that. sell me this made up words in marketing here. Yeah. Just send me a good product that tastes good. And now in a new bottle. Let me let me let me leave you guys with a little a little fact. The more bells and whistles on a product, generally, like let's take electronics. The more aside. turned off I get. Even some electronics, I'm like, you're just doing too much. Just relax. Bells and whistles, smoke and mirrors. If a product is really, really good, it sells itself. You're like, no, well, look, here's the utility, here's what's awesome about it. It's got some features, it's great, it fits. Right? Bells and whistles, though. You don't need. But some people love bells and whistles. Well, you don't sell the steak. You sell the sizzle. That's, that's also true. You're right. That's, that's very true. Um, but you also need steak. And yeah. very often they're selling sizzle without the steak. That's very interesting you say that because some of the most pure, greatest driving experiences from cars are like, really, if you're like into cars, you get like no fucking GPS, maybe a radio, like, you, you know. Mean? Some climate control. If you get like a dedicated sports track car, yeah. like a real sports car. Yeah. Like what's a real sports car? I don't know anything. No, about I mean, cars. okay. So think of it this way. There's several iterations in brands, but when you get into the luxury automotive brands, right? Or the top tier brands, yeah, they are separated into luxury and performance. And some of the performance vehicles. So what's a performance vehicle? Have some luxury features and some don't. Like a Maserati? What are we talking? No, about? not a Maserati. I'm talking higher than that shit. Maserati is like fucking 100k bullshit Sorry, that Aston falls Martin? apart now. Where, where uh, some Aston Martins, but they're using Mercedes AMG engines now because they're not even making their own engines because they can't turn a profit when they make their own handmade engines. But um, really, yeah, no, I'm talking about like 
let me think of a good example. Um, if you want like a, a car to take to the track, you don't necessarily give a shit about powered heated seats, right? Bells and whistle. Right. You care about the engine. But then if you're some dweeb that wants the car for a status symbol, right. you get it you with get the paint. You get with, uh, oh, heated seats and heated steering wheel and shit right. like that. I'm like, bro, this is a fucking Ferrari. It's a sports right. car. Right. What, what are you doing like with a heated seat? You should right. get fucking racing seats, put a right. harness in it right. and drive it like a fucking man. I don't know. This is maybe a different opinion. Right. But also there are people that buy those cars so they can go, you know, and stop and go traffic and flex to show that they right. are uh, of some means. Maybe I'm in the minority, but what I'm no, what, I, I don't going with what you were saying is if it's a amazing product and it has the performance or the, the whatever you're looking right. for, it right. doesn't need the bells and whistles. So the problem with the consumer is that our reptilian brains wants the bells and whistles not only wants it it need like the more you the more you fire someone's neurons right the more you get you know what i mean like the this sounds like the marketing at all those weird electronic stores you see yes like they have like 20 million fucking neon signs look at look look at best buy have you walked into a best buy the whole premise of best buy is brightness the whole premise of Best Buy is to find something I want and then we'll buy it online for like 10% cheaper. But you okay. Unless they price match, which normally a, they do. You walk into a, a Best Buy. How is Best Buy still around, by the way? That's a very interesting question. I feel like they're struggling. They're treading water. There's no way they're like churning a huge profit. But they're still, you don't see them closing down. I feel like Best Buy is going to go with a wayside like Circuit City. Remember Circuit City? Well, Circuit City, Circuit City was way... In Radio Shack. Radio Shack got a, got into a weird place before it closed. Radio Shack just stopped invent, in, in, innovating. I mean, Radio Shack was cutting edge for a very long time. Yeah. Radio Shack. You remember uh, CompUSA? Yes, CompUSA. I love that store, CompUSA, yeah. What happened? It got bought by like Micro Center and like Tiger Direct or something. But anyway. So why does Best Buy still exist? I think the answer strictly is inventory. Mm. I, I don't... I don't know how there could be anything else. And access to the product instantly. Inventory, right. I mean, the fact that you yeah. can go buy a controller right now, but the but to your point, why can't Amazon compete with that? Why can't Amazon... Oh, they're going to. They're scheming. That's the last bit of the pie they need to take. I mean, they have Prime Now. I could buy a PlayStation controller on Prime Now and get it in two hours. Do you have to pay extra? Yeah, yeah. There's like a 7 or $8 fee, yeah. So you buy a new controller for like 60 bucks and yeah. then... You pay like an eight bucks to get it now. Yeah. No, I think it's like 72 instead of like 63. Interesting. Well, okay. But the other thing is that you can't do that in like Minnesota. Whereas I was just in Minnesota and you'd be surprised, man. Everything in Minnesota is big. It, you, you, you go to the airport, right out of the airport. The first thing you see is, is all hotel chains and then Sounds like every airport. Right outside the airport area, you yeah. see huge hotels. Yeah. Well, this usually you don't get a Radisson, a Hilton, a Marriott, a Days Inn. Usually you don't get that sort of like cluster. In New York, you don't because the airports are like all the way fucking out there. But in other cities, yeah, absolutely, man. Boston, uh, they have like airports like everywhere. The airport, I, Logan's I've, got like nine hotels around. Look, there. I've been to Austin, for example. Austin doesn't have that. Yeah, Austin's a different... It's not like a... And there's a lot of hotels, but they're not clustered the way that it is. And Okay, anyway, sorry. Not to detract from no, you. No, I, I'm just like a contrarian to everything you say tonight. So sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> oh, fuck Josh. He's wrong. <laughs> no, I'm uh, just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I'm used to it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this is John is getting his abuse out throughout the day on poor Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, no. No, I'm sorry. What, what was my point? Something my, about... My point uh, is the immediacy is still obviously very big. The fact that mm. there's three targets and they're all huge and... The Target's doing great though. I love going to Target. Right. So I think the only, the only place... Walmart can go, I'm sorry, the only place somewhere like Best Buy can go is trending towards that model, which is we're really big, we can compete on volume, and we have immediacy of the product. Yeah, right. And then some brand inertia sprinkled in. Because how else? I feel like we're one of the last generations to purchase goods in a store, though. Do you think it's all going to be gone? I think my kids, I'm even seeing with my little cousin... He's like 12 years old. There's no toy. What toy stores around anyway? There's no toy store. Every kid buys his toys off Amazon with an iPad. They're like, mom, I want this. Really? Yeah. KB Toys, Toys R Us, all those dead, bro. FAO Schwartz. Yeah. All the toy stores are gone. So when they want toys, do they see it on TV and then they go online? I think they just, Amazon has them hooked with like an algorithm. It's like, oh, I see you're buying action figures. Let me show you the new G.I. Joe. Suggested. Oh, mom, I want the new G.I. Joe. I think that's there's something going so, on with that. Okay, what about department stores? Bloomingdale's is thriving. I think clothing is different, though, because you want to go, you want to see it, you want to try it on, you want to feel the fabric. Look at B&H on 42nd Street. It's like one of the world's biggest camera stores owned by Hasidic Jews, coincidentally. Who's B and who's H? What does that stand for? There's two Hasidic guys who started I think it, it stands for Big Hasidic. Maybe. That's great for them, though. I mean, it's, well, you should, have you ever been inside? I've been to a couple. Yeah, I mean, you would love it. It's hardware heaven. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's all... But it, was a, but it started as a camera store. It started as a camera How store How much of their inventory is camera now? By volume or by dollars? Oh, like in the store. I mean, John, I mean, this store is so big that it's right. like... But how much of it is just cameras? They're not only just doing cameras. The second... Because no, I went and I got like no, some like memory cards. No. I got some like USB drives, some imagine. cables. They have equipment for like I actually got stuff, nothing related to cameras there. Yeah, they yeah. have a whole floor just for cameras. Yeah. But then they have two other floors of like... Dude, they have an Apple store in there. Yeah. They're like an actual Apple store. Like that's how big they are. Um, my point is, is that like that's all that's left. Everyone in... The, the, the internet is the great equalizer. The people that go away is everybody in the middle. Right. Mm. And so the problem becomes that there are still going to be swaths of people who don't want to use Amazon every day. No, that's fair to say. Yeah. Right. And I think ultimately that's why it'll never go away. No, yeah. I don't think so. I think it'll just become uh, smaller and specialized because Amazon has this like unfriendly coldness and like sterility to it. And you can even see that they're trying to do it with like the smiley face of Amazon. Like we're friendly, we're warm, nice yellow colors. But it, it, there's something to be said about still going to a store and, and purchasing something. It, it feels good. You're like browsing, physically seeing merchandise, not pictures of it. Uh, I don't know. For me, I, I still like doing that and just, just browsing. So How many times have you said that, by the way, to your store? Hi, can I help you with something, sir? No, I'm just browsing. Just fuck off. I, I probably know more, you know, not to be disparaging to people in retail. I know you have to do sales and I know that whole thing, yeah. but like, you can't say that, but yeah. really you're just like, dude, just let me fucking look around. I have an idea of kind of what I'm looking for, you know, I like, but I don't know. Just browsing. Window shopping. Okay. So, so is it just going to be Walmart and Amazon? 
Like, is that all that's going to be left? No, I, it exists on the boutique style and the small scale for the specialized stores. Okay. Let's Cause like, look at the supermarkets, right? You have your fairways, your stop and shop, even your whole foods, these huge like titans of, uh, groceries. Right. But Dean and DeLuca, Garden of Eden, those little guys, they give you a different feel, right? They're a little bit more Epicurean. They have maybe uh, smaller little specialty things and all these little guys, little guys comparatively. I mean, they're still big chains, but like they have a different feel to it, right? Okay. So let's talk about produce for a second. Do you think the grocery store will ever go the way of retail? I'm just, what do you mean? The way of retail? I mean, I would argue that it is to some degree. Okay. Well, Look, retail in general is way down. The internet is consuming it. Yeah. But do you think the same thing will happen to grocery stores? I think it is happening already with Fresh Direct and all these other companies. Even do, Amazon's doing Amazon Fresh. But there is a lot of people who really don't get their, their groceries online. Right. I, it's something new, but I think it will eventually catch on, yes. Just as it has in the, in the brick and mortar retail sector? I think eventually it will, especially with generations of kids that don't go to stores to buy things anyway. Why the hell would they go to the grocery store to get groceries? So the generation after the millennials. Which blows my mind. How are you going to like pick apples? Like, oh, I'm just going to get some bruised duds hidden underneath and like some nice five apples. on. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's, it's maybe an immigrant thing. <laughs> it is an immigrant thing, but I think the... I think the I, I, wouldn't your experience be better... If Amazon knew that you needed four apples a, a week and just sent it to you, like, wouldn't that yeah, be What better? if I don't want to fucking eat apples one week and Amazon keeps sending me apples? Maybe you send it back. That's a pain in the ass for four apples. Oh, I'm going to package them up and send them back to Amazon, these four apples, because uh, I don't need four apples and it was like uh, 99 cents a piece or something. You know, that's, that seems like such a hassle. I, I don't I, like this subscription stuff. Well, everything. Subscribe is- to Amazon. If you're out of toilet paper, we're just going to ship you five rolls every like week. Why? If I need more toilet paper, I'll order more toilet paper. That's not helping me. That's securing your sales. That's what that's doing. Well, you, first of all, you can always send it back. There- it's a pain in the ass to send back. I, I accidentally bought, uh, and it's designed so, so you don't send shit back. I uh, accidentally bought the wrong band for my Galaxy watch. Yeah. And it was like uh, $12 or something wanted to send it back they were like oh you got to print out the label and put it back on there and then you got to drop it off at a locker amazon locker the closest one's like a 7-eleven five blocks away i was like i don't have fucking time for that i'll take the 12 dollar hit fuck it and that's what they're banking on because that's i mean i shouldn't have done that because that's them but you it's, know it's, it's not a, hard to return the ass prime it was it was prime they're like oh you got to print out this label and then go to the locker and then put it in the insert and then and then we'll return it for you i'm like that's right I don't have fucking time for that. That's why I order on Amazon because I can't go find this in the wild. <laughs> okay. I, I think that big data is too big. Oh yeah, for sure. And the more these companies learn about you, the more they're going to know exactly. The more they are at an advantage over the consumer. Right. Why wouldn't they leverage, leverage that? Meaning if they know that you they do. need a gallon of milk a week, they're going to send it to you because more than likely you're out of milk. So what like, if I'm not though, but more than likely you are, you know what I mean? Like the more they know, like if you, okay, no, let me, let me look. If you're an Amazon fresh customer and you've decided to enter the ecosystem of Amazon fresh and you put in a first order and you put in a second order, they're just going to ship yeah, it, you. It the learns. Right. So that's where everything is going, where the only option we're going to have is opt in or opt out. 
Like that's where I think technology is going. I think it's going to this place where all the systems and Isn't all the that processes. Social media, how you, people interact with each other. Either you opt in, you're on the fucking gram, or you're yes, nobody exactly apparently, right. which is complete horseshit. <laughs> well, we had that debate last week, yeah. and it's still prevalent today, but fair. But exactly, you're just gonna opt in. You opt into Instagram. You're in the world. Facebook knows about you. They sell your your information. In quote unquote, the world. You're still in the minority of the world. <laughs> you've you're entered, not the you've, end all be all. <laughs> you've entered the world of Instagram, which is the domain of Facebook. But it is spreading like wildfire. Fact is, they know about you. They sell your information to advertisers. That's what makes them a billion dollar company. Fine, but the point is, is that once you're in, you're in. They have you. They yeah. have your information. Oh, for sure. So like that thing is what the internet does with information. It's a highway. So you get on the highway, you're flying down the spe speedway, that information is there. Yeah. And that's just going to happen around us. It's going to happen to all the things that we use. Like your microwave is going to be hooked up to Amazon in about six to eight months. And every time you put in popcorn... Right, it's gonna know you love to buy popcorn. Here's know. some marketing about popcorn. Here's some marketing. And you like over Redenbacher, motherfucker? Popcorn. How about butter? Extra butter? Salt? No salt? Low sodium? All this bullshit. They're yeah. gonna just send you popcorn, and you're gonna be like, you know what? I kind of needed popcorn. And and you're that just, sounds like someone else is fucking living your life. That's what that sounds like. That's what's gonna happen, and you're not gonna stop it because the convenience at the time will totally outweigh your little reptilian brains. Like, oh, fucking popcorn! I love popcorn. Yes. Oh, a wristwatch that I, a wristband that I don't fucking need because it doesn't fit me. I'm just going to keep it because it's a pain in the ass to return. I'm buying into that. <laughs> Everything is going to be essentially a giant circle. And your only choice is are you in the circle or are you out of the circle? That's it. That's you don't think that that's going to implode on itself? It has to. It's, it definitely is because what's going to happen is people are going to eventually get all this bullshit subscription-based stuff that they can't afford. <laughs> Because finances of it is heavily dictated and the company is going to want to leech as much money out of people as possible until they realize that mm, maybe they can't afford it. Similar to maybe the housing market, similar maybe to, to student loans, similar to maybe fucking the auto loan sharking that's going on left and right. Those are all going to, I mean, some of it has imploded. The rest are going to implode for sure. The next economic crash will be inexplicably linked to either A, the environment Fair. I believe it'll probably be the environment. I think that you're going to see real estate prices completely fluctuate because in Biscayne, Florida, you know, it might be underwater in 12 years. Oh, yeah. Like that's going to happen. And it's not going to turn into a bubble, but there's going to be some major peaks and valleys when it comes to valuations of real estate. And that ripple effect is going to totally, totally wipe us out. Yeah. I mean, think about the tax revenue that the city of Miami is going to lose when, you know, 17 miles of high-end homes are now devalued by like 68%. Never mind the tax revenue, the whole city itself is going to like the ripple effect so much. is going to be ginormous and it's going to start happening in other countries around the world. See, but the way you say it though is do you think that there's going to be one instant that is going to trigger that or is it going to be, I think it's going to be eroded over time. It's going to, yes, eroded over time. There's going to be a confluence of, of, of factors. The environment will probably play a large factor. Mm -hmm. The trade war with China is going to reach a boil in the next 12 to 16 months. And all those things, plus who knows what else are, is going to lead to the next. So collapse. what you're saying is buy Chinese now. I'm saying it's going to appreciate. 
Yes. I think that if you buy the yuan, you'll probably win over time. I think that the fact is, is that China now has a lot of leverage over Trump because Trump lost the house and China knows that. Mm. And so he's kind of cut off at the knees right now. And China says, you want to play a trade war with us, but you can't actually pass any laws now to stop whatever it is that we're going to thrust upon yeah, you. Yeah, we're going to flood your fucking country. And we're just going to flood your country and there's nothing you can do about it. As if we haven't been already. But it's going to get bad. And eventually we're going to see a shift in the axis of commerce. Mm. And China's going to rise the same way we rose in the late 1800s. You think realistically we're going to ever pay China back? No. No way in hell. Dude, they it's don't want us to pay them back. Yeah, of course. They want us to be on the leash. They want... Well, okay. Let me explain to you how this works. The elite of China have that as security for when they need to fly, flee their country. Right. Because there's such a cultural rift. They need, so they're going to be like, hey, take me and forget about what you need to... Right. Yeah, we're good. They need that money parked here because they need that insurance policy. Right. Those people don't want to stay there. They all want to come here and that's not going to change. Because the people that have that are not the communists. They're the the capitalists in the communist country. Yeah. Yes. That's fair to say. That's why that debt's never going to go I never thought of it that way. That's very interesting. It's an insurance policy. It's a glorified insurance policy that they need to exist. Smart people. But that doesn't mean they're losing. Because they are, they are making and selling enough goods where it doesn't matter, yeah. right? It doesn't matter how much company A owes China because China is still selling it to company A, B, C, and D. Of course. That's all that happens. And so the debt, the debt is irrelevant to the fact that they have us by the balls. I do still like my shoes. And price is going to win the market. And the tariffs are the antithesis of that. And that's going to come to a boil and it's going to get really bad. Mm. But I think we have time. I, th- I think, I think you need, I, th- I think for the next 18 months, if you're out there and you have maybe a job where if you cut back your expenses, you could probably put away 20, 30 grand a year. Like if you have a decent paying job, let's say, and you have mm-hmm. one or two kids and your wife works and you save, you know, 10 to 15 a year. But if you cut back on a couple of vacations and maybe didn't lease the Lexus, you could probably put away another 10 to 15. I think that you should do that right now because there's going to come a time very soon where you're going to buy shit for like 20 cents on the dollar. Hmm. And I think that that reckoning is coming and cash is king. Cash has always been king. Oh dude, cash is going to be four Kings. When the crash, I mean, it's, Oh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, of course it always has been that way. Uh, what, what's the greatest is though, cash has become so much more scarce with electronic transactions. Nobody has cash. Nope. I, in my friend's circle, not Venmo. that I carry like stacks. Venmo. Yeah. I was, I was like, like when I went to school and college and everything, I was like, because, you know, my, my parents, whatever, give me some cash, you know, here's like 60 bucks, you know, here's some tens, a couple twenties, whatever, some fives, always have cash on you. Like, blew my fucking mind. We went to go get like sushi, like freshman in college. And they're like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm like, all right, I got cash. And everyone's like, oh, I have my card. Let's put our cards in. And I'm like, the fuck, you don't have like 20 bucks? Right. No, no, I don't have cash. I was like, oh, so what? Is it because your parents don't fucking trust you? Or is it because... You just right. you don't have cash. 
Well, I don't know. It's just like, I always have cash. Not that I have like stacks, like I said, but I always have some cash on me. N- dude, no one even uses credit cards anymore. Yeah. It, oh, let me swipe my phone here and Venmo. Like, oh, it's all Venmo. Venmo. Yeah. But if you're at a gas station, gas station, they'll take Venmo. But they take your stupid little Apple Watch or your Samsung Pay, which I fucking hate that. Let me just broadcast a signal that has all my information about my finances <laughs> in a short-term area when I'm in public. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, but it's secured. My ass. Apple Pay and Samsung Pay have been largely failures anyway. Oh, thank God. From a security standpoint, that's ridiculous. It's, it's never going to be widely adopted because people... It's not that they don't trust their phone. People trust. I don't phone. trust the phone. I, no, I trust the phone. What I don't trust is other people because I know what can be done very easily to access all your fucking credentials. People don't want to leave. And that's the house. a security break. People, that's that's a, not a break, but it's a chink in the armor. It's a security breach. Why expose yourself to more possible uh, security threats? Right, but people look, dude. It's not the average that, person has no fucking clue about when you're how Dwayne, easy their shit can get when stolen. You, when you're you, that's true, but that's my point. When you're at Dwayne Reed and you're and you're checking out and you can use Apple Pay or Samsung Pay, I don't fucking do it. You don't do it, right? Now, but that's the only place you'd really want to use it. But the reason why it's not as prevalent is because most people are carrying their their wallet anyway. No one really wants to leave the house for a night out with just their phone because you might end up in a gas station where they don't take it. Yeah, you, you need a security blanket. Right. No one really wants to live in a world where if you don't take Apple Pay, no, I'm I screwed. Think, I think they do. It's just that the world isn't built to that expectation it's not a good experience to go out with your buddies for the night and not bring your wallet how are you gonna tip tip the bartender oh you got apple pay get the fuck out of here just give me like give me some cash again, yet again people don't even do that sometimes they're just again like, yeah you can argue you're not gonna balls. tip you can argue that your buddy has a card but the point is is that the reason why it's been largely a failure is because in order for this to work not only do you need critical mass People have to trust the fact that the infrastructure exists, right? Like that's a bigger deal than actually trusting your phone. Yeah, but I don't even, but maybe I'm paranoid, which I probably am, but I don't even trust like public free Wi-Fi. I'm like, that's the biggest security trap in the world. But people are like, oh, is there free Wi-Fi here? Great. <laughs> Let me just get on my MacBook here, my MacBook Air Pro 17, and I'm going to file my taxes at Starbucks. Oh, that's great, bro. You're just lucky that no one was there to fucking gaff your shit. Like that's, I don't know. I yeah, just, yeah, no, I agree. But that I think that I think you're just just agreed. like you lock your doors when you leave your house. You know what I'm saying? Don't leave yourself open. Even if you believed in the security of the system, you still have the to, world's not set up to accept it everywhere. Yeah, you still have to really believe in the infrastructure too. Like you can't just believe that your transaction's safe. You have to believe that everywhere you go, your transaction's possible. Yeah, but I think that's going to happen eventually. Because I mean, even look at when you were a kid, when you got in a cab, right? They didn't take credit cards, cash. You got cash for the cab? Right. Oh yeah, it was all cash. Yeah, the cash cab. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. What's his name? Bim Bailey or whatever. You ever watched that show? Cash I cab know. on Discovery. I don't know. I don't know. But cabbing used to be such a great job because it was, it was all cash, right? Now every cab you get in, there's like a fucking screen with like Jimmy Kimmel saying the same shit on repeat. There's like a goddamn Channel 5 news helicopter. Right. right. And there's like all kinds of right. bullshit and a credit card machine. Right? So would the future say that, do you think that that's going to change in the trend? I, I think that it has to, but it won't. I think that gas- you think it's going to stop here on credit cards. Yeah, dude, I, I think that Apple and Samsung both know that Apple Pay and Samsung Pay 
isn't going to be the money maker that they need it to be. Well, it's because Apple and Samsung are not financial institutions like MasterCard, Visa, banks. No, but they, they want your information and that's just more information they have. Which is another reason why not to subscribe to those services. Well, well then that goes to the whole concept of the internet, right? Like if, if you're on the internet, your shit is available to someone somewhere. So like if you get past that and you just looked at the dollars and cents from a technological, you know, from the, from a tech business perspective, Apple and Samsung are looking at it like we're selling cell phones by the droves, right? Like, so that's another bells and whistle for their cell phone. I just have to do it because my competitor's doing it, but I really don't give a shit about whether or not you use it because you're on an iPhone anyway. You're not going any, anywhere. Yeah. You're locked in their ecosystem. I got you, right? Like you have my phone. And so they're not pushing it and the vendors aren't pushing it because what do they care? So I, I bet you the vendors don't want it because similar to credit cards, that's there's a cut that they don't get. Like American Express takes like some shit like seven to nine percent. I don't know if that. Do, do, do I'm they, sure they do from whoever accepts it. It's got to be just like credit cards because all the credit cards pay a fee, right? Every time you go to a store, that's why they have like ten dollar credit card minimum because they have to pay for the transaction. And yeah, I didn't know they, that. They're not gonna break. You know, if it's like a three dollar transaction. And then they have to pay some percentage on that transaction or some services have like a base fee for each transaction. Apple takes a cut. They're not, I'm, I'm sure they have to. I didn't know that. I'm sure you're right. I didn't know that. But my point is to you, John, the reason why it's And not- if they don't, how they make their money is the fact that they are the middleman with that money for a short period of time. So it allows them to do various things, just like PayPal. That's how PayPal, aside from taking a cut, but PayPal has certain gates and times for how much you can- uh, when the transaction can happen to the funds to be available, because in that short time, they also invest with that money in, on the side, like a bank would. PayPal, PayPal was hugely significant because of wh- when and where it came up, like with eBay and the early internet. That was and, great. I, yeah, s- I love PayPal. Something about PayPal. I still I use PayPal. I still do. Well, for eBay, I sell a lot on eBay, but also like PayPal for sending people money is still really good. Yeah. Um, but PayPal showed up at a time where they could be the piping of the internet. Like yeah. they, they filled a vacuum that no longer needs to be filled. And Venmo is just saying, well, we're just going to do mobile but Venmo better. uses PayPal, no? I think PayPal owns Venmo. Of course. I think they bought them at some point. Uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So PayPal? Hell yeah. Yeah. So Venmo just said, look, we're going to make this. An Elon Musk invention. Well, he sold out. Yeah. Well, he sold out. But yeah, he started that company. Well, he was a co-founder. So yeah, I don't think Apple Do you ever it. see the pictures of Elon Musk? What he looked like when uh, he's founded PayPal to what he looks like now. That man has had like eight surgeries, nine surgeries. Has he really? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Bro, you look at him then, he's got a receding hairline like halfway up his head. You look at him now, full head of hair. You look at his chin and facial bone structure, completely different. Just take a look at it. It'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. And he, is he, is he dating another porn star or I, I don't know. I don't know the latest, something? but I love that, that, uh, episode, uh, of a Joe Rogan experience. We went on there and got yes, high. Yes. I've watched that shit. I was like, uh, that was cause really I watched good. JRE as it is. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. that. So yeah, that was really good. It was great. That was he made himself meme worthy for sure. There is that picture of him like smoking the J. Do you think like, that he smoked the blunt on purpose? Yes. To basically give you a fuck you to the SEC? Yes. He's a very smart man. I think everything he does is calculated. You think he? I don't think Joe Rogan got him at like a uh, a vulnerable time. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking do this. Fuck him. He pretty much said, you know what? 
I am, un- I am unpredictable. Yeah. I so am unlike not? any CEO you've ever seen. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you have to say That's about exactly it. That's exactly it. That's part and of I'm going to smoke of this blunt. Why not? On a comedian's podcast. Why not? And what did that get him? A lot of turmoil afterwards. There's right. a lot of backlash. A bucket of shit is all he got. Yeah, but he doesn't give a fuck. I think that's part of it. I mean, he, he does, but at the same time, he wants to portray this image that he doesn't give a fuck. So that was the, the trade-off and the price. I'm sure he knew that there was backlash going to come from that. I don't think it was a mistake. Like, he, like, fell into the trap of, like, oh, marijuana. I'm going to do it in front of it on camera. He clearly knows it's recorded. Okay. No? Here's, like, the, here's the thing. Joe Rogan is a fine comedian. He's just not very smart. That's where I disagree. I think he is smart and it's clothed in this uh hulking fighter man but he does go off in like uh yeah. unintelligible yes. tangents where he thinks he, he knows more than he does about things he plays the brand of lovable idiot yeah that's exactly it i mean that's his brand i mean yeah. his, his brand is but i like it his brand is dude at the bar you want to have a beer with like that's what his brand is yeah so i, I think elon knew that and i think that elon said you know what if i go on a podcast with like nerds it's just going to get nerdy and all they're going to want to talk about is battery packs and, you know, right. voltage. Right. Right. But if I go on with Joe Rogan, I'm going to get high as fuck and talk some crazy shit. He's just going to ask me some questions that most people want to ask me and I'll just give him generic answers that most people are okay with. You don't think he showed up that day knowing he was going to smoke? Separate conversation. But yes, I, I do think that he I knew. think he definitely knew. There's no way he like stumbled in and he's like, but oh. Who, but well, why is that such a big deal? Well, like, who yeah, cares? I, I, I never understand. I don't think cares? it is a big deal. But the thing is, we're of a generation that we don't see it as a big deal. Those older folks and CEOs see it as a huge deal. Every person who works in an investment bank that is considering giving Tesla money, let's just say, definitely has or still does smoke marijuana. Well, well I was going somewhere else. <laughs> if, if, if you're staunchly against, if you're one of these people, let's say he works at one of these banks who wants to maybe make money with Elon Musk and you're strictly opposed to marijuana use, I guarantee you when you're thinking about making your deal with Tesla and the term sheet, when you draw it up. Yeah, why the I, hell does I, that matter? I really don't think marijuana is going to be on, on, your, on your mind. I really think it's going to be about, am I going to make 26% here or not? I think like, we live in an ideal world because people want to do business with people that are seemingly more virtuous. And, Nobody uh, gives a shit, bro. Like when it comes no, to markets, don't care. No, but when there's brand image involved as the front man for Tesla, oh, you so. give a shit. I don't You think give so. a shit because you know people are not going to be receptive to that behavior. That's why. No one wants to see that. You're telling me that... Um, Who's buying Teslas? Okay. Let's, Young, strapping professionals and old-time retirees as well that are professionals. There's nothing professional about smoking marijuana in front of a camera as the front man for a multi-million dollar company. So a that's Chica- that's what was the backlash. A Chicago lawyer who takes himself super seriously, who is do strictly opposed to marijuana. Do you want do you want your your Chicago lawyer or to to be known for smoking weed in public or in front of a camera? I don't think no. That, Any that, professional person that's that's not a good look for their professional career or I their think brand. Driving a Tesla gives off that image. No, I'm not saying it does. So that's the whole point is they right. don't want to associate with that. In other words, Teslas are still going to sell, man. Which is hilarious because most environmentally conscious people smoke marijuana, which is usually the demographic that purchases a Tesla. Just saying. Well, I, I don't. Or do you think of, people are actually purchasing it as a status symbol, which is probably the more realistic both, option? Both. There are a lot of people out there who don't really know who Elon Musk is who love Tesla, believe it or not. 
I find that hard to believe. It's true. There are people who want to drive it because it's cool. Not yeah, those are bumbling idiots that just yeah. price tag's not an option. How do you... Yeah, I don't understand There's a lot how, of people like that. Even if you have all the money and means in the world, wouldn't you want to know what the fuck you're buying? No. Wouldn't people, you look into it? No, maybe I'm weird like that. There's a lot of people who, first of all, first of all, know that it's a status symbol. Of course it is. It is it's for sure. And their buddy who knows a lot about Elon Musk and the culture and all that. So it's, a, it's seeking acceptance. And it's, yes. Yeah, it's part of that. And, for and sure. so there are a lot of people who say, I want a Tesla because it's cool and because everyone has one. You know how many noobs I saw that on uh, Facebook that were like, just secured my whatever, $1,000 down payment for my Tesla 3. You know how many of them actually went through and got their Tesla? I ain't never seen a fucking Facebook post after they, they got their Tesla 3. I saw one yesterday, actually. No, or, a Facebook post? Not on Facebook. No, exactly. I had like at least six or seven people on Facebook. They're like, down payment, secured, reserved, reserved. They backed the fuck out. They just wanted the accolades really? that they have a Tesla or they're going to get one. Do you get that G back? I have no idea. Probably not. But I'm like, ah, that's funny. You, at least two of them for sure. I know they, they didn't get a Tesla Model 3, but they were showboating and telling everybody that they've secured right. their reservation. And all. I'm like, fucking dweebs, get out of here. You're just doing it for acceptance and yeah. for other people. Pretty that's, badass that's, car, though. I mean, I'd love to have the car, wouldn't you? Yeah. Come on, man. If, you, if you're in the market to buy a car, which maybe you are, you wouldn't want to buy a Tesla? No. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely not? Absolutely not. Why? That's a whole conversation for another time. Well, we here we are. Here we oh another time. <laughs> oh shit, time travel. All right, well, All let's right. start with our business practices and GPS constant tracking and monitoring of you. Let's start with the completely bullshit minimalistic interior that takes away from the driving experience. Let's talk about the how can I put this lightly? The trend just in the automotive world in general to go to more of a um, autonomous driving experience and disconnecting the driver from the road with all this vehicle assist. I think all that's crap. I think some of it's good, like maybe like blind spot monitoring because you can't just fucking see what the hell's there yeah. unless you contort your head and not look, not, not look at the road. But I think they're just putting, and some safety features, whatever, but there's just so much crap that they're putting in cars. I don't need my car to have a fucking tablet in the center of it. I'm not doing it for entertainment. I'm driving because I'm going from point A to point B. If I can listen to some music, listen to tunes, put my, you know, Spotify on, whatever, like fine. But they're, cars in general nowadays, especially Tesla, they have like, they put so much in to the extra stuff and not so much into the driving experience of, of being a mode of transportation. Because unfortunately, that's what sells things. Uh, right. You know, right. oh, uh, look at this triple stitching seat. It's, uh, it's triple stitched. And, and as you can see, since it's an Italian car, we have red, white, and green stitching. Right. So it's the Italian. Uh, okay, that's, that's cool, but right. how's the suspension? Still fucking stiff as a rock? Right. Like, all right, uh, well, this is supposed to be a daily driver, not a sports car. So why is, oh, because you are selling it to some business executive that thinks he's Mario Andretti now because he has this exotic Italian car, but it, it doesn't even know how to fucking drive it. Right, like, right, right, right. I hear you. Okay, yeah, so you're saying it, it's not the car car I want, whereas most people are so, like, tied up in the hype. Well, not only that, but the infrastructure supported it, I don't think exists. If I want a car, uh, I want to be able good. to go to a fucking gas station yeah. and 
Okay. Plug and play. I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, rapid charging. Oh, I got to find a charging station. Does anyone know where there's a Tesla? Let me open up my Tesla charging station app. Let me find one here. I just want to have the security of being like, I'm going to get in the car, find a gas station. No problem. That's part of it. But even you would agree, though, that that's where we're headed. Like, uh, Inevitably, yes, but that's until big oil decides that that's where we're going. I think it's going to happen, don't you, though? Like, the fact is, like, in 40 years, we're going to see a lot of electric cars. Like we, first of all, if that doesn't happen, yeah, no, it's it's gonna, gonna go happen. to shit. I mean, that, it's already going to shit. But it's gonna happen only to when it's endorsed. Well, it's the same reason why we don't have a trans fucking uh, continental railroad that's like a ultra fast, like a maglev or bullet variety. Right? Why is the infrastructure of the railroad like so outdated? Oh well, we have the airline lobbies. That's why. Right. I hear you. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, always giving you the cynical worldview. Thank you very no, much. No, well, we'll give you both worldviews. No, always. we'll give you I'll, I'll give the cynical one and Josh will... <laughs> I'll, I'll just slap you down and Josh will pick you up nicely. Um, no, I don't mean to be disparaging. Maybe I have just a grim outlook on the world. I don't know. Well, usually you're right. I'm being honest. I, I don't know if it's a right thing or a wrong thing. Maybe I'm... No, I, I think I'm a cynical bastard. I will say that. Because you're supposed to be. Yeah. You, you, you're Maybe. supposed to be cynical. Most things are there... Maybe not cynical. Maybe that's a little too rough. Maybe skeptical. Okay. Final point. Cynicism is warranted. Yeah. I think people need to be more skeptical about things. Yeah. There's just so much shit that people are like, oh, okay. Sounds great. When you're cynical about things, more often than not, you have a reason to be cynical about them. And it's just people who don't want to be uncomfortable. And yeah. you rattling their world with cynicism is like, that's hard for me to deal with. Like, mm. I'd rather just accept it. And Maybe. so the gratification factor just is- Just question shit. That's all. That's all. People don't want to question shit. Think about religion. I love questioning things. Uh, how are you going to learn if you don't question things? Well, think about... think about. If we didn't question how old Jennifer Aniston was, we wouldn't know. I don't think people walk around with that philosophical mentality. I think generally people aren't... Well, maybe are, that's something we can foster in our listeners. Yeah, so if you're out there, we, we, we really want you to ask yourself why more often than you ask yourself when or how. That's uh, like the famous philosopher Pistorius Griffin from Family Guy. I don't know if you remember that one. Yes, indeed. He's like... He's like, Pistorius, your, your children are starving. You should probably go to work and get them some food. And he's like, hmm, Shall I? why? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that asking why is important. I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, until next time where we discuss why, thanks for joining in. More than a letter. <laughs>